Yeah. It's happening. Uh, it is happening. Get that gorilla back. He was cool. <laughs> Episode it, 9 of the Barry Bullock Hour. Is it episode 9? It is episode I 9. I thought we'd be more than that. Have a look at no, that no, we're very irregular with our scheduling of, of the podcast. I was actually at work the other day telling someone about the podcast. She made a point to me. She was joking, but she was like, I want it weekly or else I'm not going to bother with it. And I'm like, Whoa. but we're more of a quality versus quantity podcast, I think. The unfortunate, I, th- I agree with that. I agree that we are quality over quantity. Yeah. As you, we all should be in, in everything we do. That's my yeah. That's my mantra on life. Well, there you go, Meg from Amy Park, who won't listen to this because it's not regular enough. By chance, would this Qual- be quality versus quantity, young lady? Would by chance would this be Meg, your boss? No, I know where you're going. With I, this. No, I no, to no, 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 your, no. Fair uh, enough. Your ridiculousness, no. and the this. audience members and listeners. Well, yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> oh, good. A lot of backsliding there. Look, yeah, just a just a full on Michael Jackson moonwalk out of that one. From yeah, you there. it was smooth. smooth. I was just teaching, well, not really teaching, showing Big Dog a little trick about how if you type, you don't actually need to to go straight to Google on the Google Chrome browser to just search something. You just whack it into the bar. In my defence, I actually did know that completely. Just to show him how it worked, I typed in gorillas. And now we've got gorillas up on the so screen. So now I've just been labelled as the most incompetent Google <laughs> searcher of all time, which is uh, going to be interesting today because there is only the two of us. That's right. We are minus one amigo. Yes, our uh, our Lord King of the Internet, Google. King Don, of the keys. King of the keys with his fingertips on the steering wheel and his foot on the accelerator pedal of the super information highway. Wow. Is out in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we did our own Googling without his assistance, um, we ended up talking about Pluto. And that was pretty good. It was all right. pretty good, I remember Clyde from Pluto? The what? Clyde, the guy who who declared that Pluto was no longer a planet. Oh, that guy. What a dick. Clyde. Um, The Grand Prix's on. It is. It's boring. And you would think that... Based on El Casa del Spray Street's location to the track, you'd be hearing it in the background, but... No, well, I was just... You can't. On, oh, see, see, see the nice pause I did there? You it's just did. A, Very nice. No, but there's actually no actual sound, which is Yes, bizarre. I was just on Chapel Street. And trust me, you can hear it here at times. Oh, you can. Um, I think it's literally a wind-directional thing, and the wind is not going the right way. So who we got in the front? Jensen Button. That is... Is he in the front? The thing about the Grand Prix is that I just don't care. I don't know about you. It's just not... Nah, it's not a not thing for, for me. me. Nah, I don't really... It's not a thing. Although it was enjoyable that I was on a tram en route to here... Um, when the RAAF Super Hornet, which is the jet fighter, mm. which flies around the Grand Prix for reasons that I don't really understand nor care about, um, yep. but it was doing its 25 laps of Melbourne, and um, it was clearly terrifying certain members of the uh, of the Chapel Street 78 tram that I was on. Mm. It's quite amusing. And, oh, there's a crash. Oh, really? Which is pretty Sergio much... Sergio Perez. Sergio, well... From Mexico. Was, I say crash. It was actually more of a gentle nudge. They've just they've just clipped wheels there, and he's done a bit of a spin, and then he's gone straight back into it. Oh, it's it. Jensen Button gone off as well, is it? I again don't know. Which could care. very well mean that uh, the leader he's smashed just... into the, to the the guy who was coming last. Yeah, maybe. Hey, what happened to that Dutch guy who tried to tried to get racing with the with the Dutch team? Was it McLaren? Oh yeah. So the story there. Let's see if we can find that Formula. One court case. This is what happens when we have to try and Google and talk. It doesn't work very well. Um, yes, this guy here. Is it Guido? Oh, that's a hell of a name. Guido Van Guido Vandegaard. Apparently, apparently he's a lousy 
Formula One racer. The story here. Oh, is- look at the guy in the background. <laughs> Wow. Um, the, we need to put a photo on of that guy. Oh, yeah, the, the story is, his name is Guido Vandergaard, and he races for Team Sauber. Yes, that's right. And he, he he somehow took them to court in Melbourne to overturn a Dutch ruling that he wasn't allowed to drive the car. He was ruled that he couldn't race because he hadn't done enough pre-testing, and they, he crashed in pre-testing, and they thought it would be dangerous for him to drive in the F1. In so words, he was basically he was banned no from good. racing. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, but I want to. That was more of a Dracula voice. But, yeah. and, um, oh, uh, how how uh, do you do a Dutch voice? Oh, uh, the Dutch? Is that, is, I am coming uh, from Holland. Yeah, the Dutch is like, I don't know. There's something <laughs> like this, yeah? No, that's more German. I don't know. It's just a broad, Dutch had a, yeah, a broad had a, European. Yeah, I don't know. So that's the story behind this guy. And then, so he, he won the appeal here in no, Melbourne. No, it's a Dutch like this. Oh, they yes, they're very... Dutch are Dutch like... Right. They've uh, prompted me now. Okay, that's they're terrible. Quite, they're quite... Uh, yeah, they, we, won't they, be, uh, we won't be getting any acting roles as Dutch people <laughs> at any time soon, but anyhow. In Holland. Mm. Uh, so anyway, so he went to the court here in Melbourne, and they, they said, yes, you can drive your car uh, in the F1. And he was like, yeah! I am very happy. I don't know. Whoa, um, that was more Japanese than anything else. That was it? not Japanese. That's pretty, pretty close. I wish I died. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, and apparently he's not driving today. No, I he think um, boring. Formula I think one story. I think this guy was just clearly after a bit of money. He won the case in the end here in Melbourne, and he pulled out straight afterwards. What does that <laughs> tell you? Maybe he's not as stupid as he thinks he is. He's just after some money. Does he look stupid? He is pointing in this photograph. Yeah, no, he doesn't really look stupid, means. does he? But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so the Formula One's on. We've we've got it on oh, in the background. Oh, I just don't give Ferrari's a shit. Hey, Wilton's here. Oh, and he's speaking too. That's good. The big question is, Wilton, did you go to the coin laundry or did you put your clothes on the line? There weren't enough pegs on the line. There weren't oh. enough pegs on the line. After the coin laundry, Wilton doing his bit for global warming. Yeah, the big dog does have his clothes on the line. That said, I can't accuse Wilton of destroying the planet when we're watching the Formula One. This is such an exciting podcast thus far. We're talking about clothes on the line. On fire, mate. What do you reckon? This guy, Guido Vans, whatever his name is. Vandergaard. Do you reckon he's a clothesline man or a dry cleaning man? Oh, he's, he'd be, he wouldn't even be a clothes dryer man. He'd be a dry cleaning man. Yeah, he'd just he definitely. Yeah. He's got suits and ties. He and does stuff. have a pretty he sharp just... looking suit on at the point. No? Well, he's in court. You know what's funny? You can go to some random news article online, and when you get to the end of it, it always prompts you to a bunch of other recommended or promoted articles. Yeah, I'm a sucker for those. I always I get stuck in a click cycle. Now, the recommended ones obviously have something to do with oh well the first one has something to do with Formula One, so that makes a bit of sense. Daniel Ricardo, the local hero who I don't know where he Then is. it starts going down into some sort of slightly off the topic sort of stuff under the recommended section. How the Mons Pubis became the <laughs> new Thiger. Now I don't know because I'm not a doctor what the Mons Pubis is, but I actually do surprisingly know what this article is about. We might as well click it, because that is our job today, because Callum's been exiled to Beechworth. This is in under the life and style section so this is the this, uh, Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah, the Sydney Morning Herald, Fairfax. This is oh, actually a story Fairfax, about the yeah. Sports Illustrated uh, supermodel uh, swimsuit issue, mm-hmm. which is a very famous issue of the magazine, where it's just a, basically a magazine full of chicks and bikinis. Yep. Have a look at the picture here, Big Dog. This is what the controversy is about. There's a controversial... Sorry. This is the cover. 
Um, the girl on the cover is... Uh, I believe her name would be Hannah Davis. Hannah Davis has made the cover, and being the cover of the Swimsuit Sports Illustrated Edition is quite a thing. But she is pulling down her bikini bottoms to, to a level that a lot of people have said is bordering on too far. And I would say I'm inclined to agree. There's not a lot being left of the imagination. There is a lot of... Uh, a lot of real estate on show there if you get my drift. What do you think there, big dog? You think that's too much? or You can't see any anything that you would find in a, uh, you know... In a sort of adult... textbook. Yeah, or an adult entertainment But you're very close. Scenario. You're very close. Yeah, look, I mean, she really must have been like, you better be taking the photo now, right now, otherwise we're in trouble. Yeah, it's... Um, anyway, we feel I feel like a creep, seeing as I'm a... I'm a, I'm a Man with a man with a lady in real yeah, but life. You're looking, looking at, at you're looking at, looking at some lady named Hannah Davis's Mons Pubis. It's uh, I don't actually know what a Mons Pubis is. But I'm assuming, assuming that assuming it's, they're just talking about the general pubic area. The Mons Pubis is the mound of flesh on top of a woman's pubic. Oh, there we right. go. It's actually in the article. Well, wow, there you go. Given we didn't read any of it. We just went straight to the picture. Yeah, I tell you what. It's, yeah, it's, we need we need to we need to click on something else. Click on something else. We don't. We can I mean, no, no, just... offense, no offense to Hannah. She's a lovely looking lady. Oh yeah, but you know. But look at some of these other promoted stories or recommended stories here. Before and after slideshow celebrities not aging. These are well, promoted stories, so they're just advertising things. Oh right. But your recommended ones are all stuff from the Fairfax Media website. Clarkson is a knob, says James, mate. Now, what happened with Jeremy Clarkson? I heard he knocked some producer out or something. Yeah, so they'd been they were filming somewhere in the country, in England, country England, and Clarkson was expecting there to be um, hot food put on after they shot. <laughs> right. And they were staying at some big country estate hotel, and the chef had gone home. Mm. So all they had was cold cuts and salad, oh. and he was pretty upset because apparently he wanted a steak. So he punched a producer. Wow, that's because he couldn't. And then it turns out that the manager of the hotel ended up getting in the kitchen and cooking Clarkson his steak. Oh, this is a video. This is why we need Callum. Callum's not here. Um, Callum is in Beechworth, uh, spending a, a couple of months. Lovely, lovely little town. Is it? I've central no, Victoria. Been. We should yeah. go up there one weekend. Really, yeah, it's not that far away. Up there. Actually, I will be up there. Not that. Oh, really? Far from now. Yeah, I'm doing a. Uh, I'm doing a Bush Ranger film coming up pretty soon. Yeah, right. Hence why I've got a bit of a Is that what the beard's about? That's what the beard's about. Put a bookmark in there. Speaking of beards, I I rocked up with all the uh, podcast recording equipment to Elsmick Station. I was waiting for Big Dog to come by in his uh, silver Mazda 323, I believe it is. It is, is indeed. You've done very well, yes. And um, as I was waiting for you... Another silver Mazda three two three rolls along in that the is... same direction, and I thought it was you. And there was a figure in the passenger seat that looked a lot like Sarah, and I thought, "Oh, here they are." So I swung across from from the Sarah figure to the guy in the driver's seat, and the person in the driver's seat, where you ought to be, mm. was well, he was a big man, was he? For a start, well, it wasn't me. Big man with a big beard, Oof. a big silver flowing beard. <laughs> And I thought, gee, Big Dog's aged in a week since I've last seen him and put on a lot of pounds. I tell you what, I haven't put on a lot of pounds, but I do feel like I've aged a lot this week. Well, you one of those weeks. You know one of those weeks when you just sort of feel like, you're just glad the week's sort of coming to an end. Yeah, I have those weeks. Mm. I once was doing a, um, a, a, a series um, for um, a show on Channel 9 called Underbelly Squizzy. 
And I was getting ready to film uh, a scene, and it was in the middle of the night. And there was a bloke who sort of walked onto set, and I swore... I was adamant that this person was a guy called Gary Sweet, who's an actor. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I felt compelled to, but I decided I would go over and say hello and shake <laughs> Gary Sweet's hand. Now, the problem with that was that this fella was not actually Gary <laughs> Sweet. And he was just a random extra getting a handshake from some random actor that he did not know. Did you say to him, like, hello, Mr. Sweet, nice to meet you? I did. And this pretty much gone, those words. This guy's gone, what? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. He just started laughing. Yeah, and then I was, you know, duly informed he was just an extra, and I made tracks to leave his vicinity because I felt awkward. The fact that he laughed it off immediately suggests that maybe it's happened before. Perhaps. Maybe he gets that Perhaps, or perhaps he knew who I was talking about, because I didn't say Gary Sweet, I just said, G'day, Mr. Sweet. Exactly. So he must have just... He, I man, reckon he might have... Potentially worked it out. I mean, if he's a big big dude with a square jaw and a shaved head mm. on a film set, there's a good chance it's going to be Gary Sweet. Yeah, I don't know if he's got a big jaw, Gary Sweet. This guy was just jaw, bald and old, so I thought, like, <laughs> you know, it could be Gary Sweet. But, uh, no offence, uh, Gary Sweet, if you are listening. Yeah, you Gary just, Sweet, you are a He just actor. got called bald and old by the big dog. Which he probably, probably agree <laughs> with. Probably not what you want. <laughs> well, Gary um, Sweet, he's a great actor. He's a very good yeah, actor. Yeah, he's been in the star of such Australian classics as Police Rescue. <laughs> and uh, uh, House Husbands is on at the moment. Oh, he is in House Husbands. Yes, yeah. playing a house husband. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. In other words, a stay-at-home dad, I believe. Would that, would that be right? That, I, I don't watch it. I haven't no, watched the show, but I think that's what it's about. They've all got kids. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's and the, and the dad stayed home. Yeah, right. Why is there a bad rep with with dads staying at home? Well, I don't know if there's a bad rap. I think it's just it's a reversal of traditional gender roles. So mm. it's something that people are still getting used to as an idea, that the, the mum goes out and works and the dad stays at home. Yeah, like anything new, it takes a little bit of adjustment. Mm. People are surprised by it. I reckon I'd be a good house husband. Yeah. Mm. See, I don't. See, here's the thing about being a house husband is. Uh, <laughs> What's the in, thing about being a house husband? It, it, How often have you thought about this thing that you're about to say well, before you actually say it as well? Oh, never. Why would I think about something? <laughs> so then, before how can I say you say it? here's the thing about this? It's like this as is, if this it's just, as if this has been on the tip of your tongue that you've just been waiting to tell someone about for ages. I'm just riffing. Here. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. No, go but my theory would be that it's probably in. It should be a pretty good gig, really. You get to stay at home all day, oh. PlayStation, you know, as any, whatever, as any, and then look after the kid. Oh, but I think, like, as any parent is, will tell you, any staying at home yeah. with the kids is not a holiday. But if, you're, if you are flipping traditional gender roles, then there's probably a lot of housework and cooking and cleaning, so mm. it'd, be, it'd be an action-packed day. Definitely. You reckon you'd be a good house husband? I reckon I would be. But yep. how are you in the cooking and cleaning department? Great cook. Yep. Yep. Uh, when I get my act together, I'm a pretty decent cleaner. Yeah, right. Sarah. Just, just, <laughs> just go along with this for the moment. It works for the for the vibe of what we're yeah, going She on. calls in and disagrees. Thankfully, we're not live. We yeah. will be in uh, We are in not a couple live. Of months, I, I've actually be. worked that out now. We are actually months, not live. Having said that, we are going live. We are going to be. Um, this is a, a great segue. I don't actually have the date. Smooth I don't segue. have the date. I'm just going to What about on, the application um, we're going to use to do, just in case anyone's interested? Uh, it's called Mixalar. 
or I don't know. It's one of these weird trending new things where they have a regular word, but they take out all the syllables. Yeah, and yeah, you're not, yeah, yeah. You're not really sure. It's M I X L R. Yep. Sunday, April twenty sixth, six p.m. is the intended time. For that the was Barry Bullock hour live. That was very Ray Warren esque, wasn't it? Well, I've been watching a lot. Sunday, of- <laughs> six p.m. I want to throw something at you, big dog. Not literally. Not literally. I, no. An idea. Right. You're going to recoil in horror, but that's kind of why I want to do it now. Okay. And then build some momentum towards it. Okay. I've been thinking about the podcast and how we run with it, and I think the live podcast is going to be fantastic. Very genuinely excited about it. Um, and um, I hope that if it's successful, we'll do another one. But I thought of something even more ridiculous. We're going to be doing it nude? No, no. No. I don't see how that would actually help. Right. How would that help? I don't know. No, just I'm just trying I, to think I, of like ridiculous things that we could do. I'm a big fan of you and a big fan of Callum. You two are my closest mates. Don't want to see your penis. No, just fair not something I'm interested in. Fair enough. No, I wouldn't have thought you'd want to see mine. They're not an attractive. Well, movie. not really. No, I feel like it would be distracting. Distracting. I'm not in good shape either. Like it's just it's no. It'd be no, probably be, be awkward. Be a terrible I guess. idea. Yeah, be a terrible idea. Um. Yeah. So anyway, what what, what what's this thing that's going to make me recoil in horror? <laughs> As, did I say that right? Yeah, I think I did. World record length podcast. <laughs> you should see the face. Oh, the face on the big dog now. My lips have puckered. Your eyes are in kind of a. Ah. Uh, uh, a gesture of curiosity. Yeah. So I, I did, out of, because I was a part of the world record attempt for the long, world's longest variety show. Callum and I and did, were you uh, successful? Did a couple of songs. I actually don't know. It was led by a great Melbourne comedian, Dave Warnicky. He organised it. And I think, I can't remember how long the record was. It was something like 26 hours of variety. Wow. Well, how long's the longest podcast of all time? Are you ready for this? 41 hours. Well, well that's not going to happen. <laughs> We'd have to start on a Friday afternoon and finish on Monday morning. Straight I was through. thinking maybe... I'm a bad enough sleeper as it is well, without that, actually that is, factoring is... <laughs> in no sleep whatsoever. I was thinking you get up Friday morning, start straight away. Right. So that at least for the first 12, 13 hours, it's just a regular day. Mm-hmm. Then, you, then you're going through Friday night, Saturday morning with Ooh. no sleep. That's when you're really burning into it. But you can get in guests and have acts, and I'm not saying we're definitely going to do it. In fact, the odds are stacked quite against I'm it. Saying I'm saying that I'm keen. definitely not doing it, I'll tell you that much. Well, oh, I'm, so that's awkward. Now you've gone, oh, that's awesome, and I've gone, no. Nah. Oh, I, ex- I don't I did, really want to try and set a record. I did preface that you'd hours. recoil in horror. Um, but I did read about the last people to successfully knock it off at 41 hours. And there are, they did, I have to find out the exact details, but they did take breaks. So there is the possibility. Well, yes, yeah, so they didn't actually, like, literally go to the toilet whilst no, they, no, were they were podcasting. They, they actually went away to the toilet to go podcasting. Yeah, yeah. If it's anything like the world record variety show that I was, there were some quite strict rules laid out. Yeah. Um, and I imagine. They don't actually say world's longest podcast. They say world's longest live broadcast or something like that. Something fancy. Was it entertainment uh, orientated? This podcast? You know? Yes, it was. Uh, they did it at a uh, tech convention. A tech convention. And so they had guests constantly coming oh, in. Well, see, there's lots of stuff going on at, at a convention. You know, we had Arnie at the convention yesterday, and there would have been lots of stuff going on at the. 
Yeah. Whatever convention he would. But they I just, they just organised, you know, a lot of guests to mm. come in and, and talk and keep them awake. And uh, How amazing would it be to get Arnie on a podcast? Oh. Would you do it if I could get Arnie? <sighs> 41 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he wouldn't be there for the 41 hours. Could you imagine? I don't think anyone could no, would stand trying to listen to 41 hours of Arnold <laughs> podcasting. The couch is big enough. Um, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to number 40 hours of the podcast. <laughs> that was my terrible... That was more Stallone, I think, than anyway. Just a blend of action hero there. Yeah, it was just a blend of bad accents, really. So mm. that's uh, that's just an idea. Well, look, it's I a, mean... It's hey. an unlikely idea, but it's certainly an idea. Wow, to, 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 to Just an Oof. extension of our live podcast on uh, April 26th. Callum will be back. Callum is uh, is in Beechworth, um, spending a couple of months with his dad, volunteering at the local primary school. Is he not getting paid there? I don't believe so. I believe it's. I don't know why our voices have gone up like that. I guess that's just because we're talking about something of curiosity. But um, as you know, we like to. We're trying to keep it back to basics here at the podcast. And one of the initial things we'd like to do is drink a few beers. Yes, we do. And we've actually got some beers from Beechworth called the Bridge Road Brewery. Bridge Road Brewery, which is a a, a very good, one of the more sort of uh, original Australian craft breweries. Mm -hmm. And I've had a couple of their beers, and they're not too bad. Are they um, kind of good? <laughs> what was that? That's what we used to do at school when we used to mimic like when a beer was good. You'd go <laughs> as in you're cracking you the can, the crack in the air, right? And then drinking of the. Thing. Well, do you want to grab? I reckon they'd be. Right. We whack them in the freezer to cool them down. We should and bring. Have we got a? Uh, have we got an opening device? Uh, yes, we do. Nice one. So in uh, in celebration of our. Uh, of our exiled Google Keys man, Callum McDonald, we are going to be drinking the Bridge Road Bling Ring IPA, um, which I don't think I've ever had. Oh, they've got two different colour labels as well. Do they? Interesting. I did not know that. This could take me a second. There we go. That is quite extravagant. <laughs> Do you that be cold enough? I think so. So we've got, a, we've got a green label and a red label here. But they're both the same beer. Sorry, it's not called Bling Ring. It's called Bling. Bling Ring was a movie. And it's got from, the old uh, star Coppola. in the background as in, like, thinking Adam West, Batman. It Pow! is. It's, it's got a very uh, a very Batman sort of um, graphic novel-esque style And label. look at that. It's even got... Yeah, it tells you the hops and the malt content. Profile. And it's good. like... Mild or to the extreme. So we've got 7 out of 10 for the malts, malt profile, and mm. the hop profile is almost 10 out of 10. You might a lot not, of hops. You're not going to like this, I would uh, imagine. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. All right, so here we go. Sipping down. Mm. Oh, I like that a lot. Uh, there's a lot of hops in there. <laughs> We're almost 10 out of 10 on the hop scale. Yeah, that's a lot of hops. You it's, know what we should do? You know what we should do? We should call Callum. We should, we we should, should try and call, we should try and call Does him. he know that we're actually podcasting now? Um, no. Let's see if we can get him. Even better if we somehow... Hey! Whoa! C-Mac attack. Yeah, what's going on? We are podcasting as we speak, so we thought we'd bring you in via the phone. Magnificent. I so say you phoned a friend 
And that was me. We phoned Google Keys McDonald because your absence <laughs> is being sorely missed. We trying to Google oh. and be vaguely entertaining is, is becoming something of a struggle. And also try and keep sort of one eye on the events of F1 at the same time. Yes, we've got the Formula One on the background. It's pretty dull. How's how's the country? How's Beechworth? Well, Beechworth is absolutely wonderful, boys. Um, it's a bloody good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because it's in Victoria, which apparently is the place, the place to, to be. So there we go. We're actually knocking back a couple of uh, Bridge Road brews. We are in uh, in honour of your absence. Oh, mate, I, I deeply appreciate that. I, I um, I've just op- I've just opened a couple of beers myself with with my Bridge Road brewery. Blade, oh boy! Fresh from the brewery. Are they Bridge Road Brews? Are they not? Unfortunately, they're Stone and Wood Pacific Ales. Are they things of? That is a good beer, though. That is a good beer. Very tasty. It's got an idiosyncratic sort of taste to it. There's not. There's, I, I can't think of another beer that tastes that I would say, yeah, that's basically the same thing. You know what I've just noticed with the Bridge Road Brewer as well. Yeah. The A in road for Bridge Road is actually just a picture of Ned Kelly's helmet. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. also on the cap. If you look at the cap, big dog, that you flipped there. Oh, yeah. That's the, uh, yes. Well, but that's there. That's kind of their symbol for the brewery. Um, cause Obviously, Ned Kelly, Nasty Ned was around was there. A famous part of the Ned Kelly, the Ned Kelly story. Yeah. Um, what, what I ask you is if you do make your way up to Beechworth, um, the, um, the commercial hotel on the, on the main drag... Oh yeah. Magnificent brew, um, for uh, nine dollars. Just oh. a standard sort of. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Oh, very reasonable. Because you don't have country prices, I guess, in the country pub. That is true. I would, I would, I would hasten to say, just to tag back for a second, that the Stonewood Pacific Ale is probably the best smelling beer that I have ever smelled. I feel that. I feel that the. Um, the taste can't quite bank the checks that the smell is trying to cash. You know what I mean? Like That's, that was very poetic of you. Well, I, Dad and I, Dad and I sat down to a bottle of red, um, which a, which a friend of ours, a family friend of ours, um, actually grew. Um, he, he grew the grapes and he's made the wine. Nice. As a, as a bit of a hobby, um, it was a lovely Shiraz. Um, but the nose, it had this incredible nose on it, and then it, it, it was a bit like a. Now, I get where you're going with it. It's, in other words, the drinkability did not match up to the perfume ability. Well, it, it, it was very drinkable, but there wasn't a lot of body. There wasn't much body at all to it. It yeah. kind of just, it had an immediate little bit of taste. It basically it looked nothing. It basically looked like Kylie McNogue or like a chicken McNugget. <laughs> it looks good on the outside, but it's just full of processed shit, basically. Kylie McNogue or a chicken nugget. That's outrageous. I know which one I'd rather have, but that's... The chicken nugget. I just really love chicken nuggets. Yeah, I'd go to chicken nugget too. (laughs) Hey, uh, C-Mac, I was thinking the other day about your your New Year's resolution for last year of appreciating mustard, and I just realised that we never really found out how that went down. How how, how was the year of appreciating mustard? Oh, mate, it was great. It was great. It wasn't... wasn't, Clouds didn't open up, but... I, I did. I did appreciate mustard more. I spent more time thinking about the fact that I was putting mustard onto my sandwiches. And look, look, whenever you appreciate.
Yeah. Yeah. So no, it was it was, it was a dramatic success. Um, I didn't really discover any new mustards. I guess I didn't go that far with it. I didn't go on an honest seeking out mustards, but I did. I guess appreciate more when mustard was on offer, and I had it. If that makes any sense. Would you say that there was an increased frequency of mustard consumption in your life? Oh, unquestionably, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Honest. Like, the reason I actually. I was actually thinking about well, it is because well. is because I've decided that this year is going to be the year of appreciating jazz. jazz. I'm going to yeah. try. I thought you were going to go jam, but you've gone jazz. No, jam doesn't really do it for me, to be honest. I just don't. I'm not a sweet tooth. I'm going to try and get into a bit more jazz. You know what I'm going to be trying to appreciate? Both, both the smooth and rough variety. Sorry, now what was that? Something a little bit jazzy. Now for something that's what my this year things are going to get a little bit jazzy. I'm going to make mine the year of appreciating sticks. <laughs> sticks, sticks. I like that in March we're all sitting here talking about our New Year's you know resolutions what? that we didn't make. When you walk past a good stick, you know you've seen a good stick. As that I'm sure you can attest to, Colin, being in the bush. You know, you walk past the stick and you pick... No, 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 it's magnificent, Peacock. I love it. I love it. He'd be walking past good sticks all the time. Yeah. That's why I continue to enjoy having you... And consider it an honour to have you as my friend because you come up with things like this. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just thinking of it like, what doesn't get appreciated very much? Yeah, that's fair enough. And a stick does not get appreciated. They're yeah, good for, yeah. like, burning stuff with, yeah, hitting yeah. stuff with, yeah, drawing yeah. stuff with, yeah. breaking stuff with, <laughs> building stuff with, All right. even so sweeping stuff with. A yeah, stick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, look, we've reached a... It's sort of cursed me. We've reached a, um, a juncture in the, in, the, um, in the World Cup where it might, this might potentially be an idea to... Revisit our predictions and, and thoughts well, about what's going to happen. Bangladesh. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. They're in the quarters. Oh man, I tell you, they're going alright. Well, we're on the we're on the verge of uh, the knockouts, Ooh. and um, Ireland are currently playing Pakistan, uh, basically for a place in the quarters. So um, I'm 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 just I'm so so dearly hoping that they can knock off Pakistan because that would be that'd be great. That'd be a true fairy tale. That'd be that'd be right up there with Auckland FC versus um, Real Madrid. You know. Oh, that was exceptional. Look, I mean, Pakistan uh, probably not one of the. They're not playing well, no. No, they're not really right, right up there. So I think that's doable. Oh, Ireland definitely, definitely a chance. Yeah, I mean, Pakistan, oh. yeah, Pakistan have not played well this World Cup. I got a cheeky fiver on them. I don't actually know what the score is. Probably find out. Um, got one more thing, C Mac, before we let you go. And um, I, I prefaced it by saying that I expected Big Dog to recoil in horror at the suggestion. Oh, yes. But um, as you know, we've penciled in the live podcast for uh, Sunday, April 26th, 6 p.m. Yep. There's yep. also, yep. beyond that, just just as an idea, yeah. very unlikely. Which I've already vetoed. He's already mind. said no, but I reckon I can swing him around. <laughs> the idea of taking on... The world record longest podcast. <laughs> That's magnificent. What? How long is it? Forty-one hours. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Straight through. Like live? Yeah, it's got to be live. How would we do that? Do we have to? Does that mean we have to pay for like a subscription or something? Look, I'll work in. I'll work out the logistics later on. At at the moment, it's just a ludicrous idea that I'm enjoying. Is there, is there some? Is there some like? Are there rules like similar to Dave Warnicke's, um variety? I, yeah, I believe be. so, yes, yes I believe so. Guinness I, has to be notified. I think I will I, try and find I, out that information. I am so down for that. I so thought I'm you might be. I figured Big Dog think Big Dog can just make periodic appearances. Considering <laughs> 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 he doesn't want to sit in for the whole 41 well, hours. Well, look, I'll tell you what. Oh, here we go. If it, if, it, if it really could be done, then it can be done. <laughs> That is a bold. That is a bold statement, Big Dog. That meant absolutely nothing. I'll let's leave that into everybody's, you know, interpretation of what that means. KB, how's your half marathon training going? How are you feeling for it, mate? Um, my my left knee is actually not pulling up well during the run, so I'm a little bit worried. I think fitness-wise, I should be able to get up. All the all the research I've been like I've been reading a little bit, not 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 crazy, but I've been reading a little bit. Recommends. Better to take a week off, get yourself right, and and have a bit of rest, do the icing, do the strapping, do that sort of stuff, and and be right for the run. Because you're capable of running more distance and, and doing more than you think you are. Yeah, you yeah, don't, I you think don't, so. You don't want to do yourself an injury which uh, yeah, is not easily going, fixable. Going fresh and, and feeling good and not having not carrying an injury than trying to keep up the training and train really hard, you know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start trying to swim as well. If Chris Farley told me anything, Chris Farley taught me that to be an athlete, you have to train. <laughs> My, I've actually just came out, I've just taken a couple of weeks off actually because I did a bit of a hammy twinge. Yeah, right. And I had to get myself right because I know if I keep pushing that, it'll just they just carry it. They just it just lingers for. Yes, I don't want to be blowing out my knee at the 11k mark. No, exactly, exactly. C Mac, we'll uh, we'll let you go, but it's been enlightening. It's been exciting. Ripper. And Ripper. out of just just to satisfy your curiosity, if you had it, yeah. um, Ireland batted first, 166 for four, and yeah. in the 37th. So they're not looking great, no, but if they not. can nerdle, they can nerdle out 250. I reckon they they'll could, be okay. They can out 250, Pakistan. Not the world's strongest batting attack at this, at this um, stage of history. So. Exactly, exactly. So go yeah. Ireland, go the green. Go, go Ireland. Go, go the green. All go right, green. Ripper. Are you still tipping the Black Caps to Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They're looking good. They're looking good. Looking good. Absolutely. Gentlemen, I, I, I'm going to be fond of you. Um, do have a good time with the rest of the afternoon. All right, good stuff, C-Mac. Thank you all for right. the, the country report. Say hi to all the friendly and fine folks there in Beechworth for us. I, I certainly will. I certainly will. See you later, boys. All, all right, right, boy. See you later. Bye. That, ladies and gentlemen, was C-Mac McDonald. The country report with C-Mac. <laughs> oh, that's actually just the ABC. That'll do. In general. Oh, well, you know. You know. Speaking of crap segments that we've making up, yep. have you got a bone to pick with anyone this week, Big Dog? Yeah. Oh! Yeah, I do have a bone to pick with somebody. Would you say it's time for Big Dog's bone? Yeah, and this, is a, pretty, this is a pretty obvious one. Okay. Um, but Tony Abbott. No! <laughs> I mean, uh, 
You can call him a prick. He's a a prick. He's a moron. But, you know, when you start getting to the point where you can say to somebody, you have no right to live in a certain area, and it's a lifestyle choice if you do live in that area, I think think it's time that uh, that person probably needs to step away from the position that he's in and say, you know what, I just don't get the Australian people. I don't get what it means to be Australian. (laughs) And I'm talking about him telling Indigenous people that they cannot live in areas that they wish to live in. There's a justification he's saying that we spend too much money trying to give financial assistance to people who live in far, you know, outlying regional areas. But... I think uh, for him to actually say that it's a lifestyle choice and that, you know, they mm. do it out of their total fruition and there's no other reason why they'd want to do it other than they just want to live in that area and that's just fucking a, a choice that they want to make. No. That's my bone to pick. You know, those people have been there long before he was ever around or any of us are ever mm, around. Absolutely. So I know that's getting a bit hippie and ranty and, and whatnot, but yeah. Tony Abbott, you are a dipshit. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Look, you're not the only one that's got a bone to pick with Tony Abbott. I mean, geez, take a number. Mm. I mean, this guy writes... uh, Comedians have stopped making jokes about Tony Abbott because he's just writing his own material as he goes along. Do you know what he's done in the last three days? Um, went to a farm and ate an onion raw. Just grabs an onion and goes, yeah. And I think the, the farmer was trying to describe to him the taste and like, oh, it was a shame we don't have some, a product. And Tony just goes, yeah, straight in. Mm. Chomps an onion. And then in his, I don't know if it's a weekly video address that he does or something, but it's like a, it's supposed to be like a business address. Like he's talking about the state of business in Australia. And um, instead of wearing a boring tie, he wore an exciting green tie for St. Patrick's Day. But instead of addressing, you know, the contribution of Ireland and Irish businessmen in Australia <laughs> and actually being like, yes, you know, our national holiday, Ireland, you're great, you know, and you contributed a lot of important stuff to the country, he basically said, to paraphrase, um, it's a shame that I can't come down there and have three or four Guinnesses with you. Whoa, and just smooth. made it all about the fact that St. Patrick's Day is kind of about nationalities getting pissed. It's you, like, Tony, you, know what? you just can't do that, mate. You know what? My Very theory good. on Tony Abbott is that he actually, once he heard that there was going to be a leadership spill, he's like, oh, thank God. And I reckon he's booked a holiday somewhere. He's like, well, I'm just going to get out of this. When he miraculously oh, survived the spill... He's like, oh, crap, now I can't go on that holiday. Oh. And now he's just doing some of them. I mean, the to stuff, be fair, to the be stuff fair, that he's done since job. the spill, the stuff he's done since the spill defies belief. Oh, yeah. I mean, the onion thing and the and all the cracks about drunk St. Patrick's Day Irish people, and let's that's not be, just the last two days. But like, I'll tell you who else I do have a bone to pick with. Oh, you get double bone. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson, oh, dear. I think you have officially done one too many action films in a row. I think it's time to just take a back step. A back step? Yeah, a back step, yep. Should become a dancer? <laughs> <laughs> wow! I, what's, he's got a new movie out, and it's an action movie. And didn't he just release Taken 3? Yes, Taken 3 is Taken, Taken was like his action franchise. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't see Liam Neeson as an action star. Well, I actually, I do see Liam Neeson as an action star. But like any action star, there has to be a level of self-control. Feels a little bit like he's typecasting himself. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. 
So, uh, so you got a secondary bone to pick with Liam Neeson. Well, I think I, I, you know, look, says oh. he that he's in Ted Two. Oh, that'll be all right. Which is about I'd, 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 I'd say an animated okay. teddy bear. I didn't even see the first one. Did you see the first one? Ted is good. Yeah, Ted. The teddy is it? Yeah, it's bloody. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Talking teddy bear. It is made by that moron Seth MacFarlane, who <laughs> I can take or leave. Yeah, know, but um, do you have a bone to pick with him, or he's uh, just is he, is he erring on boning? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. Is Seth MacFarlane, you know, close to boning? Mm, yeah, uh, no, I'm not going to go there. But no. I will say that um, you know he's the guy behind you know your Family Guy, Family Guy, American Dad, all that sort of stuff, show. which can be yeah, can be great. But apparently the guy himself, bit of a douche. Well, yeah, I can see that. Mm. I can see that. But uh, at least he's not doing bet three six five ads. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, I do have a bone to pick with you. Which the I recipient do. of the first bone, old Jeez. Samuel L. Why is Samuel L. Jackson? Well, I don't know why he's south, south, <laughs> like a southerner. But yeah, why is he doing bet three six five ads? That will never, ever, ever make any sense to me. Here's yeah. a here's a moral question for you. Oh God. Okay. Is doing a bad accent of someone or impersonating someone's accent poorly racist? racist? No, I don't think so either. No, but people do get very up in arms. If you use any sort of parody accent for humour. Say, of who though? Of any country. Well, okay. So if you're going to just randomly like parody some person who's walking down the street. No, no, not necessarily if you're actually impersonating. Then you're actually, yeah, no, on that particular person, then yeah, you are infringing on their right to feel comfortable. But, but to- if, you're a, if you're a celebrity and you're, or an actor or a musician or whatever you are, and you're famous for saying stuff. Then that's fine. If you want to, if you put on a silly Chinese voice, this is a bit of fun. Is so that like racist? Jackie Chan when they go, "Do not understand the word come out of my mouth." Like he does that in. <laughs> that's his catch cry. Yeah. In um, what's well, that he film? can't be racist in, against his own. Yeah, people. no. What's that film? That He's in um, Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Yeah, and with the other guy, the the black guy goes, "Ain't nobody understand the word to come out of your mouth." Oh, like uh, that. Chris Tucker. Yeah, that guy's never been in any other film and probably doesn't need <laughs> doesn't to be. Doesn't need to. Oh, they made a lot of money. But I mean, yeah. Th- th- is that racist what I did? Probably. But really, not really because it it's from the movie. I'm saying no. I'm saying no as well. My dad likes to make impersonate <laughs> Chinese people <laughs> when we go to a Chinese restaurant. Well, yeah. And it is quite funny when he's doing it at home, but we just have to tell him not to do it at the Chinese restaurant. Because I've seen Barry Bullock. That's his actual name, believe it or not, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Right. His actual name is Barry Bullock. Yeah. And he is not Oriental looking in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. No, no, he is not. No. He's very, he's very, very white. And I don't just mean that from an, uh, an ethnic point of view. His hair is white, his skin is quite pale. <laughs> um, definitely one of the whiter men in our family. And he can't jump. No, he cannot. No. Like Woody Harrelson, he cannot jump. Definitely Or not. could Woody jump in the end of that film? I, I don't know. I can't remember. With Wesley Snipes. And here's another weird thing before we finish up. <laughs> Wesley Snipes once tried to leave South Africa using a South African passport under somebody else's name. <laughs> With a photo of himself. Isn't he in jail? No, he's out. He's, he's been out. out. He's, he's, out. He was in, he's been in Expendables 3 or no, something. he's out. He got out. Yeah, he did get out and he did Expendables 3. Yeah, right. But yeah, so he tried to go through customs in South Africa with a South African passport. And the person at customs stopped him. Saw he had a weird South African name on his passport. And it was a picture of Wesley Snipes. And Wesley Snipes had the passport. And was like, Wesley, what are you doing with this fake passport with your... <laughs> like... 
your Wesley Snipes. You're not some little guy yeah. trying to. It's it's it'd be as ridiculous as Tom Cruise trying to cruise <laughs> through <laughs> customs using a different passport name. That would be ridiculous. Although Cruise probably slightly more famous Cruise. than Snipes, but yeah, I see oh, your point. Snipes is pretty famous. He's pretty famous, but I, I reckon most people, if Wesley Snipes was to happen to walk down Spray Street, those that were also walking down Spray Street would be going, "Holy crap, that's Wesley Snipes." He's familiar enough, but I still think that's the funniest thing ever. Trying to like go through. Customs. Like why that. did he do that? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out why he did that. Why did Wesley Snipes? Just type in Wesley Snipes South African passport. Hollywood hard man Wesley Snipes. Well, this is from 2005, by the way. That's Hollywood when, hard man. That's when it happened. Yes, that's yeah. right. Hollywood hard man Wesley Snipes has been questioned for trying to board an international flight with an alleged false passport. The Blade Star was held by South African immigration officials while trying to fly from Johannesburg to Geneva because they were suspicious about his travel documents. Hang on, hang on. I'm just going to continue reading here. The actor who was starred in such hits as U.S. Marshall's Murder at 1600 and Demolition Man was held briefly, then allowed to continue on his journey. (laughs) So hang on. So he had a fake passport and they let him go? Is that what I'm reading here? Yep. It was pretty weird. They would not comment on the allegation that Snipes was in possession of a false passport. Quote, he proceeded as all other travellers who pass away airports. So he was mm. he was arrested, wasn't he, for something. Was it this or was it tax? No, he, he didn't pay his tax. tax. Oh. He didn't pay his tax for years. But so I don't really understand. <laughs> okay, I need like a follow-up here. I need a, I need a follow-up on the Wesley Snipes passport thing. <laughs> There's his passport. Oh, here we go. Tracked down in Namibia. This is uh, this is from about a year and a half later. This article headline is "Tax Dodger Wesley Snipes Tracked Down in Namibia." Yeah, it took a I while do not get what happened there. I don't understand how they've interviewed him, assessed that it's completely dodgy, and then still I can let tell him you go. how it happened. Bribery. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon they slipped him a few? Uh, I don't know the actually South African dollar. It's raw. Isn't it? Oh, is Rand, it? Rand, 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 Rand. I think it is Rand. Rand or something yeah. like that. Slipped him a few thousand Rand. Well, I think you need more than that. Do you know in Zimbabwe they have a million dollar note? Mm. That's because their currency is rooted. All right, what are we saying here? Hollywood star Wesley Snipes, wanted in the US for after being indicted this week for dodging millions of dollars in taxes, is filming a new movie in Namibia. Okay, that's boring. That's boring. Okay. So he didn't just escape to Namibia, he's actually shooting a movie there. I feel like this is a, a, becoming an exceedingly more complicated issue than I was expecting. I was expecting him to be arrested at the airport. How do you take the passport off and go on your way, sir? Well, perhaps he had an s- additional legitimate American passport. And they went, well, sure? nice try, Wesley. Pretty sure it's nice try in the slammer, not <laughs> ice try. Just use your American one this time. Off you go. Come on. Yeah. Consequently, the fraudulent South African identity documents and passport were confiscated. Well, of course they So were. then they said, oh, have you got an American one? Oh, that's fine. Just use that. What the hell? What Nearly the hell, got us Wesley that time, Snipes. Wesley. <laughs> oh, that is absurd. And then he went to jail and now he's in the Expendables 3, you reckon? Yeah, which probably he would prefer to be back in jail rather than being Expendables didn't he make 3. A, didn't he, isn't there a joke in that movie about him dodging all the stuff that he dodged? Well, he didn't dodge any of it in the end. The he IRS, had to pay for it. The IRS caught him big time. Did they? Oh, yeah, he oh, did about nice five one. years. Yeah. In the, in the the With the big boys, too. In the maximum penitentiary. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, he... <laughs> He I guess if he can slip out of a, I can imagine slip out of a South African airport without getting busted. I can you want to only make sure he's imagine pretty tight. blokes would have come up to him, and I'm going to be racist here. No oh boy, go, Sir Wesley. 
Oh, you like to suck the blood. <laughs> well, in here you're going to learn to suck something else. <laughs> I like that you've prefaced that you're going to be racist, and then you've done an accent that I... What is that? What, what accent was that? A hardened criminal in a maximum American penitentiary. How is that racist? And secondly, what country was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave it up to the audience imagination. Oh, boy. Hang on, what time have we got? We must have been no, really, really rolling. Well, we're getting close to the end, I reckon. Give it a bit of a wrap-up. If you're interested in what's happening in the Grand Prix and you happen to miss it on the weekend, the cars are still Four, going around. Five laps There's five laps remaining, and it's still boring as batshit. Lewis Hamilton in front. Lewis Hamilton in front. No he, real he was on pole. That. Not surprising that he's going to win, because that's our formula. Unless he totals works. his vehicle right now. Would you, that'd actually be more exciting. Anyhow, we've got a couple more uh, Bridge Road we do. Together. I'm going to hit another one, definitely, for sure. Fair enough. Um, but we've done it on our own for the second time. We have. We didn't end up in space like we did last time. We oh. ended up in a South African airport <laughs> asking com- uh, customs officials how they just let Wesley Snipes go. Yeah. Have you got any more fake passports, Wesley? All right, give me the Swiss one. Give me the Australian one. Oh, you got Papua New Guinea one. Just use your American one, all right, Wesley? Come on, on your way, son. Yeah, it, it does sound Guess like it was a... It, I, there's, there's some element of that that just doesn't there's a few quite don't ring add through. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we got the country board. We got a couple of bones. Tony Abbott, you've Lee been Neeson. served, buddy. Neeson, you're doing great work. Abbott, <laughs> just lay off the action <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah. No, Abbott. Oh, Abbott I just yeah, can't yeah, wait no. to see the Tony Abbott circus. What the hell is that guy going to do next? Well, I think it's it's only a matter of time. Anyhow, we better wrap it up. But yeah, um, episode nine in the can. In the can, we will have uh, the next one. Will be live. Will be live. April twenty sixth, and it's going to be an absolute ripper. Show I'll be. See you guys. We shall see you then. Adios. Bye. Tony Abbott, you are a dipshit.